You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site now. We've got a lot of good stuff for you coming out of week number five. Not finished yet. Bills and Titans. Uh, probably still some results hanging in the balance here uh, for this uh, game here. So, we will uh, wait and see in how we look at that game. We'll break that down briefly uh, there uh, on our matchup shows as we uh, move on and uh, flip the script to week six. Uh, we'll do that tomorrow. But uh, before we do that, we got to put a bow on at least the Monday night game there. So Charger Saints will break that down for you as well as look at all the positions, quarterback, running back, wide receivers, uh, tight ends, and defenses to target on the waiver wire with your free agent acquisition budget here ahead of the next week's games. We'll do that as well. This is what we call Pickup Tuesday. As we get rolling, uh, make the transition from week five to week six. Before we dive into the uh, analysis of uh, Monday Night Football, I'm going to tell you this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. Next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with the contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, Official partner of the NFL. All right, so uh, crazy game there. Uh, Chargers and Saints. The Saints win in overtime, thirty to twenty-seven. The Chargers look like they were in control. They're up twenty to ten at halftime. But this is the Chargers, so we know they tend to lose close uh, one-possession games some way somehow. So another bad luck game here for Justin Herbert as a starting rookie first-round quarterback. But in fantasy land, he looked fantastic. 264 yards and four scores. Very aggressive, throwing the ball downfield. Looked good early, uh, threading the needle to Keenan Allen, who unfortunately had an injury here at a leave of the back issue. Caught both of his targets for 29 yards. So Allen was probably headed to a monster night here. Hunter Henry also gets in the end zone. Only uh, four catches on eight targets, but 23 yards and a score. The story was Mike Williams. He was uh, questionable coming in with a hamstring injury. So much for that. Uh, Eight targets here. Clearly highly targeted along with Henry once Allen was out of the game here. uh, Pretty much for the entire uh, second half and some of the second quarter. Five catches, 109, and two touchdowns. Two downfield bombs. Two breakdowns there for sure, uh, for that uh, Saints defense. Uh, Also scored in the red zone, so eight targets for him. Mike Williams looked really good, and the big arm and the aggressiveness of Justin Herbert certainly is going to help the uh, ability of Mike Williams get downfield. Tyra Taylor not going to be returning his starting lineup anytime soon unless something happens to Herbert. So Mike Williams will talk about him more on uh, Pickup Tuesday as a guy we need to target if he's out there and uh, somebody's dropped him in shallow leagues, but 
may be taking on more importance of Allen Estimus' time. Keep in mind the Chargers do have a bye, so maybe a chance for Allen to heal here. And Williams is not going to help you in action this week. So a little change up to the schedule, uh, kind of trickle down from uh, things that had to be moved around uh, the Broncos-Patriots game. So no Chargers available to you uh, this week. And now looking at the backfield, it was a bit surprising. Justin Jackson kind of stepped in the lead role. 15 carries, 71 yards. It definitely was more effective than Joshua Kelly. Also had five dump-offs and uh, six targets for 23 yards. He had one drop there that we saw. But he was clearly operating his lead back. I mean, the touches, however, were pretty close. Uh, Jackson got 20 for 94 yards, while uh, you had uh, the rookie Kelly getting uh, 12 for only 38 yards. So hot hand maybe approach here where Jackson was just looking better. And running better, had that long 36-yard run as well. So there's certainly some value to be extracted. The matchups get a lot better here. This is a pretty tough one. They still managed out 111 rushing yards in this one. But, yeah, I think things are going to get better here for the Chargers uh, overall with their offense. Herbert uh, locked in. Hopefully Allen is okay to return with Henry and Williams. Jalen Guyton still making some big plays here for uh, Justin Herbert. But pretty good upside here with Herbert and the entire offense. We'll see about Eckler, but uh, for right now, uh, while he's out with the hamstring, it looks like Jackson's going to get a little bit more trust in Kelly, but it could be a week-to-week thing, so beware of using those guys. Probably drops both of them down to flex usage here, to be honest, going forward. Now, on the Saints side of things, they had a rally. Uh, Drew Brees, it wasn't pretty, but he got it done with 325 through the air. Did throw an interception, but also had a rushing touchdown. So 325-2, and essentially, with that pick for Breeze, so not a monster game, but the Chargers defense is pretty tough, even without uh, Derwin James and Chris Harris Jr. and and, uh, Melvin Ingram, so pretty good considering the matchup at home. People were calling for Breeze to get benched, and head scratching versus James Winston, Taysom Hill, well, he rebounds, he's going to put up numbers, that's what Drew Breeze does. He had a pretty long touchdown, 41-yarder to uh, Jared Cook there, that got the Saints kind of back in the game there, and uh, Taysom Hill, unfortunately, pilfered a touchdown from Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees. The one that tied the game late to, with like 50 seconds left. Uh, Hill came in, ran it in for nine yards. So Taysom Hill, fantasy football killer at points. Uh, Alvin Kamara had a nice game from scrimmage, but lack of the touchdown uh, really uh, slowed it down a little bit, but still ended up with 119 yards of scrimmage on his 19 touches. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Michael Thomas, we saw the altercation there with uh, – his teammate Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in practice. So they scratched him more because of that than the ankle. Emmanuel Sanders took over 14 massive targets for him, only second behind, or first ahead of Kamara. 12 catches for 122 there. So Sanders, I don't think, will be nearly as involved when Thomas returns. So Thomas Kamara show with a lot of cook. But uh, Traquan Smith's pretty much uh, dwindled out of here. And also no Deontay Harris. So they need some big playability. But Sanders was definitely getting the ball quite a bit here. So... Hopefully this turns the corner for Stan, uh, for uh, Sanders. The game script did not really favor Latavius Murray in this one, but he still ended up with 10 touches for uh, 67 yards. But they didn't play from ahead, and when they don't play from ahead, Murray's not going to have the same type of uh, impact, and uh, that didn't materialize in this game, as we've said, uh, recommended to bench him uh, for this matchup. So... Takeaways here, Thomas should be returning. Uh, the Saints do have a bye, so guaranteed if Thomas uh, heals up a little bit more and gets out of trouble, he will definitely be in action when the Saints return. 
All right, uh, so let's transition from talking about Monday Night Football to the quarterbacks who should target on the waiver wire. Now, Justin Herbert, probably last call for him. I think everyone might have been on him last week, but if they weren't in shallower leagues, I think he's going to get everyone's attention when he drops four touchdowns on the Saints. Again, their schedule is very favorable coming out of the bye. Maybe someone will drop him out of the bye here uh, with needs at other positions, so he could be available to be used here in your league, so... Watch out uh, there if Justin Herbert is still available. But really the top guy that I'm going to pick up at quarterback, especially if I've lost Dak Prescott, is his direct backup, Andy Dalton. I mean, he's got the keys to a very good Cowboys passing game, very good receivers, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. The volume is going to stay high. The Cowboys defense still stinks, and they're playing the Cardinals this week. So you figure Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and friends are going to light up that defense. So Andy Dalton on the other side is going to have to do some throwing. So volume is going to be there. He also has some rushing touchdown ability. I mean, it's not like Dak was running wild. He was still touchdown dependent for his production there. But Dalton can put up very good numbers. We've seen him put over 30 touchdown passes in some pretty good QB1 type years when everything was clicking for the Bengals. Well, the Cowboys offense, there's nothing wrong with it. It's clicking in all cylinders. He could get Michael Gallup going, which is good with those two big catches in the game last week. So, yeah, great offensive spot, good system here with the Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. Andy Dalton's a guy you can basically plug and play for Dak. Now, you're not going to get the consistency and high level of Dak necessarily, but you're going to get a high-end high uh, production here where he's going to fall into the top 10. So Dak is more operating in the top three, top two. I think you can maybe sneak out top six to top eight value from Dalton. Not bad after losing your quarterback, and uh, not bad for the Cowboys either to lean on Andy Dalton. Now, another guy that's absolutely dealing, and we've kind of just forgotten about him in fantasy football here, that uh, he could be more of a guy that we want on our teams, is Derek Carr. I mean, he's in the zone. I mean, he's playing very well. The pressure has been off. No Marcus Meredith look over his shoulder. But playing outstanding football here, multiple touchdowns are pretty easy here coming by. Looked again good against the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, they are off here in Week 6, so keep that in mind. But Buccaneers is probably going to be a big volume against them. Opposite Tom Brady at home in Week 7. The Browns, uh, then the Chargers. Uh, so Mayfield and Herbert there, some duels. And then it's Denver, who's secondary shot. Chiefs again, Falcons, Jets. So pretty good uh, schedule going forward for Derek Carr. Kind of buried always in the QB2 rankings, but... After a while, if you keep producing, we have to look at uh, you as an option. And what I like about it is the diversity. He's got Darren Waller making plays, and Waller's already scored twice, which is big. Uh, Henry Ruggs III is back in the mix. He makes plays Hunter Renfro. doesn't matter if it's Nelson Aguilar or Brian Edwards. Edwards out now. He's making plays as well. So excellent uh, season here for Derek Carr. Really, uh, again, we're not always enthused with him, but he can put up the numbers, and that's what we're seeing here with the uh, – Raiders is uh, good uh, to go here uh, as he's locked into John Gruden's offense. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick, every time there's whispers of Tua Tagovailoa, Ryan Fitzpatrick listens and starts to play better. Now, the Dolphins are now uh, operating here in this schedule where they're going to play this week against the Jets. So another good matchup, revenge game there. Yep, every game could be a revenge game for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but this is actually one of them. This week, after a week two, he played the Bills. Now he plays the Jets at home, uh, lighting it up. Big game against the 49ers. So another good matchup for him. They get a bye, then they get the Rams, Cardinals, Chargers, Broncos, Jets. 
Bengals, Chiefs. So some really good matchups here for Ryan Fitzpatrick. The key for him is not having another meltdown, having those multiple interception games. He is actually, in terms of points per game, he's a solid QB1. He's right in the middle QB6 with his uh, production here. He's, remember, he's running the ball in, using his weapons, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and Mike Isecki very well here. Get smash spot at home against the Jets. And uh, one way I don't think he'll disappoint like he did against Seattle where the Jets are just a lost cause here. Kirk Cousins, another guy that you can keep looking to here. Uh, may need to throw a little bit more. Atlanta is a great matchup this week, by week in seven. But then uh, you have uh, Packers and Lions back-to-back for some good spots there, especially with the zone of Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So Kirk Cousins certainly has some good value as well. So there are options here. Uh, you can't use Carr this week, but uh, certainly can use him later if you're uh, streaming here to replace Dak Prescott. But Dalton is the number one target there if Herbert's not available, Herbert not playing this week either, and a Fitzpatrick and Cousins. So always are going to be uh, something available for you, quarterback, to uh, make up for it there. All right, uh, we will get into uh, uh, the running backs, defenses, wide receivers, and tight ends here before the show's done. But before we do that, i got to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need at a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computers? Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for important things like mortgage or food, and that's more important than ever. The rockauto.com log is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, car, or truck, and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. At rockauto.com, you'll find everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's you, the classic driver, you, the daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are reliably low and always the same for professionals and do-it-for-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. We'll continue the show here looking at uh, running backs and defenses you want to target on the waiver wire for week number six. All right, uh, so uh, let's turn to running backs. We'll do running backs and defenses because uh, we have a lot to talk about there. And then we'll close the show looking at wide receivers and tight ends. So we'll change up the order based on uh, the targets of priority here. And Running back, it's pretty simple. Nothing uh, major happened there. But Alexander Madison, surprisingly still unowned in more than half of fantasy football leagues here. We told you this over and over again. If you're going to get Dalvin Cook, you have to just know that you're going to get Alexander Madison late in the draft. You have to make him a priority. You've invested a high first-round pick in Cook. You've got to have high insurance in Madison. And we saw what Madison did. He seamlessly plugged him in. the Mike Zimmer and Gary Kubiak offense, what happened? Big game, 20 carries. He looked even better than Dalvin Cook in the second half against a worn-down Seahawks defense there. So Alexander Madison, one of the few clear-cut backups. We saw what's happened with Mike Davis. We've seen what's happened with Devonta Freeman of late. You want to ensure your backs as much as possible. These systems can be very 
effective and the Vikings have a great system, just like the Panthers have a great system. That's why Davis was supposed to be solid there, but now he's been spectacular. That's how good that offense has been. And we know the Vikings zone blocking. Madison has been excellent in this system, and they play the Falcons this week. So no Dalvin Cook. We'll see about him after the bye. But uh, if you're a Cook owner and you don't have Madison, uh, that's on you here. Hopefully you can scramble and go get him. But uh, I think at this point, uh, again, everyone's going to go after him because he can really have a smash day against the Falcons. And I think he elevates immediately into RB1 status. Justin Jackson, again, uh, Joshua Kelly was the glossy one to have on the Chargers, but he was drafted and owned in most leagues. Jackson, people might have been lukewarm. I think there's probably a lot of acquisition of Jackson last week here. But overall, I think, uh, again, he's limited upside. Eckler is going to be back at some point, and it'll probably be more Eckler and Kelly, but the matchups are pretty good. Jackson and Kelly, uh, from Justin to Kelly, uh, interesting uh, names here for this backfield without Eckler. But when you look at it, uh, I would say Jackson is still going to be solid. Uh, maybe after this buy, they'll find a way to get Kelly going, maybe work on some things with him as a rookie, and then maybe flip the script here. Kelly is definitely the more explosive back. If you give him the opportunity here, Jackson Solid, but not spectacular here in uh, running the ball in the power system here. Uh, but they need definitely need him with Eckler gone. They have to keep this backfield split because it has worked so well for them. Now, Damian Harris, uh, he could have been out of sight, out of mind. But the Patriots, uh, young back, if he's still out there, go out and get him. He's going to be the lead here with uh, Sonny Michelle. And the quad injury, Rex Burke had more of a swing backup and James White dedicated in the passing game. Now, Gus Edwards... Uh, at some point, Mark Ingram looks like he's going to break down. So at some point, I think it's going to be the Edwards and uh, J.K. Dobbins show. Dobbins definitely owned in a lot of leagues. Edwards still out there available. If you're looking for someone to pick up to change things up on your depth, you can certainly go there. The Falcons, uh, Todd Gurley's looking great in the running game, but Brian Hill's also been rather effective here. The Falcons are actually running the ball pretty well with their offensive line. They're certainly running it better than passing it the way that uh, Matt Ryan is struggling. So... Gurley at some point with those knees is going to start to break down and Hill's going to have a big opportunity. So he's a worthy lottery ticket to go after here as we get more grinding and the volume goes up on Gurley, the greater their chance that uh, something could happen there. Now that Breida probably not owned a lot of leagues dropped after the Miles Gaskin emergence here and Jordan Howard getting the touchdowns, but he's getting some work here behind Gaskin and splitting the backfield here for the Dolphins. The Dolphins pretty good matchup again against the Jets this week. Some uh, good ones coming up for them. So, Breed again, probably worth being owned, especially if you're a Gaskin owner, almost for insurance for Gaskin at this point with Howard fading out of the picture. And J.D. McKissick suddenly was involved for Washington, the passing down back of choice here, uh, played ahead of Antonio Gibson in a lot of situations there with Alex Smith. And uh, they're going back to Kyle Allen as quarterback, but McKissick as a receiving back could be a little bit busier than we expect here for Washington going forward with the game scripts working against them. Speaking of Washington and the Giants, uh, those two teams are playing each other this week. Uh, two defenses you can certainly target on the waiver wire. I lean more to the Giants because uh, I know Danny Dimes is having trouble holding on to the ball and all that, but Washington's defense overall is not playing that well. They have secondary issues. Well, Giants have James Bradbury, so they can shut down Terry McLaurin one side of the field, have some decent pass rushers, and also uh, make some plays we know if needed here, and uh, the Giants could put some pressure on them with their offense for Washington to score. The Giants are favored in this game, so I would slightly lean toward the Giants over the Washington football team for defense, but both are definitely viable this week with the way Jones turns over the ball. 
And you have to look at the Miami Dolphins. They've played really well against the 49ers, getting after it. Took advantage of Jimmy Garoppolo struggling. Now they get probably Joe Flacco with Sam Darnold's uh, shoulder still hurting for the Jets. So Dolphins a very active defense. They're at home. They can make some plays here. So Miami is certainly a target here if you can't get Washington or Giants for streaming purposes here in week number six. All right, we still have wide receivers and tight ends to talk about that you want to target on the waiver wire here for a week number six. But before we do that, i got to tell you about Built Go. Built Go is the solution you need to break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Built Go is easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. Your golf bag to power through the back nine or put it in your pocket to just get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus it's natural so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. And Built Go comes in three delicious flavors. Peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Well, Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein, you're getting a fast-absorbing substance, so you'll get in your system fast, plus it's easy on your stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite your work as well. Beta-alanine, B3 honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks to keep you going strong. B6, B12, 10,000% of your daily recommendation there. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. And there's a better offer for you right now to get in on Built Go and this amazing stuff here uh, for the ultimate uh, gel for you to power you through the day. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Built Go, let's go. We'll be right back here to close the show looking at uh, the wide receivers and tight ends and uh, quite a few names there to look at on the Week 6 waiver wire. All right, let's uh, look at wide receiver. Some uh, big games, certainly. Uh, Mike Williams, we mentioned him with uh, his Monday night football eruption here for the Chargers uh, playing with Justin Herbert, uh, the injury to Keenan Allen. Okay, Allen, we would expect he's a tough guy. He's probably going to come back. But Williams, certainly a big part of this offense here. I don't think he's going to go off like this. But the touchdowns are back. The big plays are back. He's going to be an integral part with uh, Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen for Herbert going forward. So Williams certainly now should not be unowned in any size league, including 10-teamers. Now, going a little deeper, you got to look at Chase Claypool. I know he's not going to have the four touchdowns every week. It was a bit fluky. He was kind of used as a hybrid tight end against the Eagles linebacking core. Had no answers. He also had the injury to Deontay Johnson early in the game that opened things up for Claypool. So kind of a perfect storm of events with matchup talent and situation that led Chase Claypool's big day. That said, when a guy scores four touchdowns, and he's scored before, he's made some big plays here for them already this season uh, for Ben Roethlisberger, he takes your attention. So deeper leagues, Chase Claypool at this point should be owned, especially with Johnson a little banged up, and Juju Smith-Schuster not necessarily dominating targets the way he was. Now, Jacksonville, this guy might be a little bit better long-term. He may not be as spectacular. He didn't get in the end zone. But LaVisca Cheneau Jr. for the Jaguars, uh, we saw that uh, DJ Chark went down with an ankle injury late in that game, did not return there against the Texans. So we'll see about his status here. You go forward. Great matchup this week against the Lions at home. So Cheneau could really step into a busy role. Looks like he's already the second most targeted guy after Chark. 
With Chark hurting, that also brings Keelan Cole, who found the end zone again against the Texans, into uh, some more relevance. Uh, I know Colin Johnson also scored the big receiver from Texas, but I mean, Chanel and Cole are really where Gardner Mitchell is going to trust. Great matchup again this week. If uh, there's no Chark in this game, I think Chanel and Cole are extremely busy. Could be a very high-scoring game against the Lions, as the Lions are going to have their way with the Jaguars' defense in this matchup as well. If Marvin Jones is out there, you could look at him, but I think I would much rather look at Chanel or Cole with their upside uh, versus uh, Marvin Jones uh, and not doing much for the Lions yet so far this season. Preston Williams broke through big time for the Dolphins. Uh, he's got a lot of talent, and he showed it with a 100-yard game, got in the end zone. He did score earlier in the season against the Jaguars, but getting more involved is that second outside receiver, Devontae Parker, with Mike Gusecki. They pretty much throw the ball to those three guys, and a lot of uh, Miles Gaskin out of the backfield with the Ryan Fitzpatrick. Again, great matchup against the Jets this week. You can totally roast them. Uh, the attention should be on Parker. Williams should uh, get a little bit more value. So he definitely is wide receiver three potential in deeper leagues. So is Christian Kirk now. Another guy like Williams was talked up a little bit opposite uh, their go-to guys uh, with uh, Parker and DeAndre Hopkins. But Kirk was quiet early. Then he had the injury that kept him out. He's back in the mix here as legitimate uh, second option here in the passing game for Kyler Murray after Hopkins ahead of uh, Andy Isabel, Larry Fitzgerald, and the rest here. So Kirk definitely has value, but again, Williams and Kirk are more wide receiver threes to me. While I think if Chark's out, uh, you could have a Cheneau pop into wide receiver two there in uh, some lesser leagues. Now, Travis Fulgham, great two games. He had the big play and scored against the 49ers, was active and scored again against the Steelers. But Alshon Jeffries probably his way back soon here from the foot injury. So keep that in mind. Greg Ward has been just a guy, but Fulgham has really been the trusty guy all over the field here for uh, Carson Wentz with Jeffrey out and Deshaun Jackson out and Jalen Rieger out. So it's in flux here, but Fulgham for now is the man of the moment in the Eagles passing game. Uh, Zach Ertz is really struggling as well at the back. Dallas Goddard's gone. So we need uh, Carson Wentz to throw to somebody, and it looks like Travis Fulgham. The matchup this week is not that great against the Ravens uh, with that trio of Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, and Jimmy Smith. So keep that in mind. Uh, don't go chasing the points of Fulgham in the last two weeks. But he also did face a really tough secondary in the Steelers and came through last week. So if Jeffrey and uh, Jackson are out, as well as Rieger, again, who's on IR, I think Fulgham's the way to go over uh, Greg Ward this matchup against the uh, Ravens. That's for sure if you're looking for some desperation help and you've got uh, some bye week issues. Now, Curtis Samuel got a little bit more involved in the running game for the uh, Panthers there. Uh, it's kind of the extension of uh, losing Christian McCaffrey and helping Mike Davis, but still nothing much to see there. Pretty low end. I think he looks at a wide receiver three bench stash here in uh, PPR leagues. Tim Patrick, uh, we liked him last week as a pickup. They didn't play the game against the Patriots. So second chance here, Stephon Gilmore uh, with the COVID test. Could be out here for sure. We'll see how that works. But less uh, interest in Patrick if he's got to uh, deal with uh, Gilmore on the outside, given that uh, you're going to have Jerry Judy work the slot. So somebody's going to have a favorable matchup, Judy or Patrick, in that game. I just don't totally trust the quarterback situation of uh, Denver to get it done. Marcus Valdez scandling wor- worth a look in deeper leagues with Alan Lazard down for a little while longer here. Devontae Adams, however, should be back here for the Packers against the Buccaneers, but MBS needs to get going as a big play target, and that could happen this week. And the Falcons, uh, I don't think they're going to probably rush Julio Jones back into action. I mean, the hamstring has looked pretty bad. 
They're not going anywhere. They're on five. He's your franchise guy. You really don't want to force him into the lineup here. They don't have a bye until week 10, so that could be concerning where they have to shut him down. They are playing the Vikings, so you look at Olameda Zacchaeus, and keep in mind the Vikings were playing a lot of zone defense, protecting against the big play against Seahawks, so Zacchaeus working those short intermediate routes, dumping off to the middle of the field, and what happens is Ridley becomes the number one outside receiver. They need some help on the inside. Uh, Russell Gage doesn't uh, get the same type of a run here with a lesser corner, so what happens is uh, you really uh, have a trickle-down where Zacchaeus has to get, see a lot of uh, passes there from uh, Matt Ryan, and that's what you're seeing. N- not a high upside guy, but certainly in PPR half point in uh, deeper leagues, you can look at Zacchaeus to help your team. Finally, let's look at the tight ends. Uh, this is probably the last call for Jimmy Graham. Made an exceptional catch there against the Buccaneers for that touchdown and a tough matchup, that's for sure. He came through. Look at it for the Bears. I mean, the Panthers this week, uh, nothing too daunting there. For Chicago, the Rams uh, have been a little bit vulnerable against the tight end. They're in Week 7. The Saints have just been destroyed by the tight end. They're in Week 8 in Tennessee. And the Vikings still having some trouble with tight end in Week 9 and Week 10. So some good stretch here for Jimmy Graham until the Week 11 bye for sure. Uh, Revenge game, keep in mind, in Week 8 against the Saints, uh, his first team there to uh, put up some numbers so yeah I think he could be solid he'll be involved looks like it's pretty much now the Allen Robinson show a little bit of Jimmy Graham not much of Anthony Miller and maybe a little bit more Darnell Mooney going forward for the Bears now Irv Smith what happened to Irv Smith we said he had some promise they threw a lot to the tight end they were using two tight end sets but then they went away from that and went all wide receiver the Adam Thielen Justin Jefferson but Irv Smith suddenly became a big factor again he's very talented we know this uh, tight end has some uh, big ability. They finally used him as a receiver. Got him very involved there. The Vikings did. So this is definitely could be a trend here. Great matchup again against Atlanta. You can pretty much do whatever you want. So if Irv Smith is going to see some targets, he's definitely going to do damage here this week uh, for sure. So bye week in week seven, but uh, someone to look at. Packers, Lions, Bears after the bye that you can look at. Uh, Cowboys, Panthers again, Jaguars. So some good matchups ahead for Irv Smith, and he could uh, really help you if you're hurting a tight end. Uh, say you got Tyler Higby, he's underachieving, you could go in that direction. Gerald Everett is a guy, speaking of Tyler Higby, uh, Gerald Everett is really being annoying and fancy because Higby was having some uh, good success. He had a big game against the Eagles, but it's been rather quiet for Higby. Everett now getting involved is a complication. What happened to Higby? They're really looking for a third receiver here, but... Gerald Everett, you could look at. I just can't trust Higby versus Everett, however. So you're rolling the dice a little bit if you're really hurting. I wouldn't get Everett if I have Higby and add to my frustration, but if I don't, I might look at him as uh, someone I want to stash here. Now, Mo Ali Cox seemed to be the guy for the Colts, but he got hurt. Is Jack Doyle also in the mix? But enter Trey Burton to all of a sudden be the guy here for Philip Rivers, the former Eagles backup to Zach Ertz. He got fully healthy. He's in the mix here. They do get the Bengals this week, so rather good matchup. If Burton has to see a big role here, should uh, Ali Cox miss time? So someone to look at. Not the most exciting, but certainly uh, with this uh, Colts offense, it's hard to trust anybody. But again, Burton now looks like the tight end du jour, and he fits their offense well. Remember, he played with Frank Reich in Philadelphia as well. Cameron Brait looked uh, rather busy. I figure that Chris Godwin should be back from his hamstring injury this week against the Packers. Uh, that extra time to rest up here. So that should change things a little bit. But Brait takes over as the key receiving tight end to Rob Gronkowski. 
great. We'll see about Scotty Miller if he can come back to full strength to do some more damage this week. But Gronkowski probably owned a lot of leagues, so if you want to get a piece of the bucks and uh, hope that Brait gets a little bit more involved in the red zone catching passes, you can certainly stash him. Darren Fells, we'll see about Jordan Akins returning. That would uh, hurt Darren Fells' value, but caught only two balls, two targets, but did get in the end zone. Looked good here for Deshaun Watson. They want to use him a little bit more. A lot of mouths to feed there when you look at uh, the uh, Texans for sure. But uh, overall, I think uh, you look at Brandon Cooks, who... Uh, Still own a lot of leagues with full Will Fuller uh, there uh, being the top guys that you look at uh, at that position for the Texans to uh, produce for Watson. But Fells, uh, as long as Aikens is out and a good matchup this week against the Titans, Fells is going to have some value. And finally, Drew Sample, again, not exciting, but a good matchup this week against the Colts. They had a little trouble against Austin Hooper more than we expected last week. So they need to use Sample more. AJ Green's f- fading. It's pretty much Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins, a little bit of sample in the passing game for Joe Burrow and Cincinnati. All right, there's your look now at the complete uh, week six waiver wire. Not too much outstanding. The wide receivers are probably your best value in a quarterback with uh, the Dalton availability is uh, definitely the top target this week. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Fantasy Football. Now tell your smart speaker to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NFL. Have a great day. See you tomorrow as we break down the games of week six, starting with Matchup Wednesday.